Welcome to the Event Room, where event professionals from different backgrounds talk about the latest, most controversial, and interesting topics dominating the minds of the industry right now. This is a candid conversation, the likes of which can only otherwise be found late at night in host hotel lobby bars during industry conferences. So relax and drop in on what event pros really say when no one else is around. This show is brought to you by Endless Events, the event AV company that tells you how it really is. Now, let's brew something up. Hey everybody, this is uh, another episode of Event Brew. Uh, this is, uh, we have three people on uh, from the brew crew today who are trying to um, figure out what uh, they can do with their time that's not webinar related. Uh, my name is Nick Borelli uh, from Borelli Strategies. This is Will Kern from Endless Events. And this is Tui Deep, still free agent. Boom. What do you guys got in your cups? What are you guys drinking today? Diet Mountain Dew. Ooh, I'm surprised they haven't ran out of stock on that one yet. Tui, what do you got in your cup? I mean, I want to lie and say I'm <laughs> the hangover is like ibuprofen and some Pedialyte. <laughs> Man, you got real big webinar fatigue right now. Uh, you have no. I wish I could screenshot my calendar and just show you guys just like one week worth of just. I'm trying to keep oh. myself productive during like the weekday, and that's by attending all these webinars. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I asked in a, I did a web, I did a webinar uh, <laughs> uh, earlier this week that was a num. I asked how many webinars have you attended in the last like week, and there was most majority of people were six plus, oh. seven plus, eight plus. Like so, some people were like twelve plus. People were like third one today. It was like the middle of the day at that point too, so it's just crazy. By the way, I got uh, I'm drinking my David Rio chai as usual. Nice. Before there, but let's talk about webinar fatigue and how we can avoid this. I think as we start to go virtual, um, the first natural default is, hey, we have these webinar tools. They're really easy to use. We're used to giving presentations. This content still needs to get out there. Let's just do a webinar. Um, but I think they were just hitting this huge amount of webinar fatigue very, very quickly. So why, what? let's start with the root cause. What's causing this webinar fatigue? Because I think there are good webinars, but why do you guys think that we're getting this? The topics are, there is uh, two to three topics of hundreds of people talking and yet two to three topics so that that's, that's the fatigue right now. And, and look, like there's, there's people in the room who are uh, also talking about those topics as well. Um, uh, it's, uh, you know, there's a, there's an absurd amount of demand for specific types of content right now. Um, because we have an industry who uh, has had the opportunity to get on board with some things for over a decade. Um, and now they have no choice but to do it. So they're all scrambling to figure out how to do it. And, and well, I guess what I'm speaking about is virtual events uh, is the number one culprit. Um, all the people who have been talking about this for a long time are like, well, boy, I could do a webinar every day because, uh, you know, I've been talking about this for <laughs> a long time. I've got a deck ready to go and uh, I see pain and I'm, you know, in the in the position to relieve pain. The only problem is, is that, it you know, the people that are like have that kind of content that have, you know, been speakers for a long time and do this for a living are also in the same conversation uh, with all the other noise of the people that are just like, 
Uh, even though I'm a florist, I think I need to talk about virtual events right now. And it's, uh, it's real challenging to, uh, not be fatigued by seeing the word virtual event in my subject, in the subject line in every email that it comes into me right now. Present company excluded. (laughs) I think I appreciate it. (laughs) Uh, I think I'll, I'll also jump in on too, like not only just repeating content, but also just like really poor per, like presentation performance too Oof, like yeah like i've noticed that i'm not really giving the most amazing like super i mean i hope it, the content's good i think that i'm getting a lot of good feedback on the content too but a lot of people are saying like my webinars are really really good and i feel like the difference between my webinars and probably what they might be i haven't attended honestly any webinars since this has all happened i've only been giving them has <laughs> been my energy level is just i yeah. skyrocket it to like a thousand and I feel like people are just like, wow, oh my gosh, it's like a breath of fresh air. Well, Someone you're, like you're, is, you're skyrocketing yeah. to a thousand because guess what? You already know all this stuff. Like you, you, you've had sessions and things like this on this for years. Uh, and you're also a presenter. Like this isn't like I've seen a lot of people who are not presenters talking about a topic that they kind of know a little bit about because they have to talk about this is the only way to get people's attention because of the pain. And you're like, you know, five steps ahead. Um, but you're also in, in, again, in, in an industry where there's like 10 million other people doing like low rent versions of what you're doing. And I, sorry about that. No, yes. Don't be sorry about Agreed. that. I, see I think the reason like, why too, uh, like that, that that's happening that people are doing webinars that sh- aren't presenters is because like when you're on stage, if you're afraid to be on stage, like you won't go on stage, right? Like you, you get nervous and there's oh, yeah. a lot of pressure. Fair. A webinar, you can be like. I'm going to, you know, have my webcam off and I, I can look at my notes on my screen and just sit here and read them Oof. word for word. And like that's you can do that. And but if you stood up on a stage and held a piece of paper and just read off of it, everyone would boo you off stage or walk out of the room. Right. Exactly. And it goes back to you can be an expert, but it doesn't mean you're a speaker or you, you can really engage and really captivate and like alter someone's thinking. And so I if anything, I'm like disappointed in our industry because like yo we're even though we're going into webinars you can still be creative in how you go about presenting that content that's right? a, like that's a this good is an opportunity point. for you now to say okay how can i make this engaging like and it's not just even webinars it's like for if i have stopped go actually i might go to two today but like virtual happy hours are just yeah. the same thing now. And I'm like, yeah, totally. oh my gosh. And this isn't like us hanging out at a bar like we used to. Like, why is this going on two hours now? Like, can we just kind of see how we are doing or just do it in a fun way? That's why like even on House Party, now there's games that you can play. So I'm like, okay, I can do that. Or some of them are like, you know, let's see your pets. And so I see a little bit there and here, but it's kind of the, it's like Groundhog's Day every single day. Yeah, yeah. I've... I haven't been in a virtual happy hour in a in a week or two. Um, they they started running into each other as well as far as like the frequency and like I'm also in a period where like I I know for sure Will is in similar boots where I'm slammed in all of this. So like that stuff's not mission critical. Uh, so it's not like necessarily something I'm jumping on. But the uh, uh, the fact that I've, I've been saying this at nauseum, uh, webinars and virtual events. The fact that they're planned and not designed is super obvious. 
and you know like we could yeah talk i mean i think we all get that like that sentence pretty well but like to me if i had to expand upon that it would be like all the things that we have been doing and progress we've made in designing events over the last 15 or 20 years we're not applying any of those skills to virtual event design even even like the the bar that that will is saying he's like yeah people are really responding to my energy level and it's like well yeah of course they are like people need that level of engagement uh and and feed off of that for it not to just to be content you know written off of a of a cue card as meetings were in you know the 90s um we've learned that lesson we've applied it to face to face but like we just ignored that lesson to virtual and i think that's because there's so much really quick pivoting happening by a mass amount of people that have had opportunities to do it before this that just haven't. And now they're forced to, and it's a lot of half measures and it's a lot of like lower Maslow hierarchy of need stuff, you know, like they're, they're ticking boxes, the speakers are speaking, you know, they're, they're, they're able to, you know, get from one speaker to the next. They feel pretty excited about that. Right. But no one's like, how do people feel, you know, going into this? Like, what's their biases? How do we, uh, you know, how do we create white space? How do we make sticky learning? All this cool stuff we've been doing for a long time now. It's almost like cliche in the experience design world. It's, it's not being applied to virtual events at all. It's so funny because this whole time I was thinking before we hit record, I was thinking like, if I hear the word pivoting in virtual events <laughs> one more time, Bingo. I'm going, I'm just going to keep taking shots. We've said both those words so far, but. Because this is a vent brew, what was the worst? Oh, actually, no. Yeah, what was the worst? We'll start off. What's the worst webinar that you've attended so far or presented or whatever? Like, what's, like, something that really just... And I can start because I first I was like, oh, this was the worst. But then I thought, no, actually, it might be the best because it was a Zoom bomb that happened. Oh, And I won't mention, like... I know what you're talking about. I wasn't on it, but boy, did I hear about it best like I yeah. actually, it was the worst because we like obviously it didn't happen because everyone had to log off but it was also the best because it was a disruptor and yep. it was like an element of surprise and now that's surprise kind of what and I'm delight craving. yeah surprise mm-hmm. and delight is completely uh left out of uh webinars and virtual events like they, it just doesn't exist and and like w- again it's like a it, it is an event cliche to event planners to say so i go hey i got this idea it's surprise and delight you know and they would go yeah, like I've, you know, I'm familiar with Disney and have been for a long time. Great. But if you say, what's the surprise and delight moment in this, in this webinar, people be like, I don't know. What, what is it? And you're like, why are we, why is the novel in one area? And yet it's like passe in another, you know, like what, why aren't people really pushing these things? And I think that's the webinar fatigue is, is hearing monotone delivery of content and calling that an event. It's not. It, it, it is, you know, it, it's just poor theater. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I definitely think so, too. I You've think, elevated um, it with just energy like that. That's like the lowest bar. Yeah. And you're you're not to be not to be negative. No, no, no. Yeah. But like we shouldn't be like, holy crap. Like, so we did this pitch competition uh, that Will was on. And like, like we were watching the chat of thousands of people reacting to like Will's delivery, you know, like. And people were like, wow, I love the energy. This is so great. And I'm like, yeah, like, like, this is what, you know, good speakers like I've seen will do face to face for a long, long time. Right. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, like this was face to face. People would be like, did you see it? He was excited to be there. You know, like, <laughs> like, let's let's throw money at him. But like in the in the in the virtual space that he was in, people were like, this is so novel. 
So like it, I, it was crazy too. I like barely like I just did things like I got I utilized some of the functionality of Zoom webinar a little bit more, and then I just asked questions in the chat and made people blow up the chat. The chat so like, blew kind of, up. Yeah, was, like and it was just. I just knew what I was doing and like it, it blew up way more. But yeah, like I think that it is funny how low the bar is that literally me just coming in and doing stuff that I do when I speak normally, that gets me like the good, judges good who are like prestigious people who again are probably having the same fatigue. Uh, one of the gentlemen, you know, works at like Microsoft and he was like, man, that delivery of that and the energy that was so amazing. I was so excited for that. I wish I could have voted on that part of it. And you're like, yeah, but like, again, Imagine yeah, seeing that face to face and having that same reaction. You're like, this guy was really into what he was saying. Like, yeah, he's a speaker. Like that, you know. <laughs> like we we've got to that point in the hierarchy of you know expectations in face to face, where like that's a that's an expectation of a good speaker. You're like, oh yeah, you're a good speaker. F fine. Um, but in this, it's like you can be a poor webinar presenter and still kind of have work to do every day. Um, that's uh. That's what's, you know, there's not, there's not enough gates. Mm -hmm. I yeah, feel like definitely. we've taken the old template of how to, like the checklist of a presentation and then just taken that and said, okay, this is, we're going to do a webinar. It's like bare minimum kind of. And like, isn't it crazy to think, yeah, wouldn't you get someone, if I have to listen to you for an hour to like be excited or to you know, just like even just the littlest things like to gauge my attention. I will say a tip, though, for an audience member, keep your Zoom or if you're on Zoom or any of these platforms, like put your video on because that for me, I'm like, oh, shit. Now they're looking. Oh, it makes you. It makes me more present. That's, that's, that's then I'm a not really like good idea. Grabbing my phone or yeah, 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 yeah. anything else. I'm just like, OK, focus. that's a good discipline. I like that. And everyone else looks bad to you guys like. <laughs> I, now i'm even doing presentations i mean i'll i'll always have sweatpants on but at least i'll put like something a little always. nicer on my, the, the top half of my body but yeah. i haven't worn makeup in like over a month and i i'm loving it and i'm like no i'm not gonna go back. that's you awesome know, why i mean i'm kudos to the to the ladies who are like you know making sure they're like presented well and putting on someone's got 4k screens for some of this stuff i guess somewhere uh yeah, I, old <laughs> I do a four hour uh, MPI certification course uh, at least once a quarter. I have one in 13 days. That's a I mean, I'm well aware of how brutal listening to me talk. And that's what it is. It's me talking for four straight hours is uh, it's uh, it's a marathon and, and it's a lot of content. I mean, it's been designed really well with like MPI uh and uh c-vent so like at least like it's been like that that was like the first pain point we we realized would be a thing so like it, there was there's been some design breaks and some active engagement uh and and uh q and a is really realized really well in it but still like the fatigue of that like i'm well aware of it so i think that like timing is is a big component as well i think we can do a lot of 15 minute webinars that no one does right that could be that plays with the, the format. Like if everyone complains about how much time they have to do it, like what, you know, like, do you have a 50, like your whiteboard Wednesdays, I think will are a great example yeah. of like micro yeah, content sure. that delivers on the promise of at the end of this, you will know a thing, you know? Yeah. Well, it's crazy though, as I found, so I tried to do, uh, so I did this webinar I did uh, this week and my goal was to make it 30 minutes and like be done and let people, like maximum 45 minutes with Q and A. I got done with the content in 30 minutes, but there was at least an hour's worth of question and answer. 
Um, and probably one of the things that I need to work on too. And I was just reflecting on this as you're saying that is that like, just being like, I just decided to answer questions because I was trying to be as helpful as possible. But a lot of the questions were things that I've already answered in past webinars. And I probably needed to like push them to other content and just say like, cool, you guys are gone. You got your information. Let's move on. And, you know, rather than create that fatigue. So that's one of the things I've been struggling with. Um, but that might be just also a personal issue. I'm curious <laughs> how much the Q&A has been blowing up on the webinars that you guys have been attending. It's deliberately part of the one that, you know, like one of the ones that <clears throat> I do routinely uh, as a design, you know, to have engagement. So it's not just because it's so, so much of a long uh, haul that there's uh, I, I pivot off of, geez, I said it again, uh, off of what people say. Take uh, a shot. Yeah, thank you. Light. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, of what people say in order to like change, you know, my my uh, ways that I explain things, you know, so like it's built into the design to be able to take real life examples uh, and extrapolate on those like what I would do in that situation in order to teach that thing as opposed to it just being like let me read off the cue card so like I'll ask open-ended questions of like give me an example of a time where uh, you know or a reason why that sales hasn't bought into your uh, your plans for your event and if someone does that I'll give you an example of how you can you know potentially in the moment like I'll come up with a way that they could be engaged so like in the design of it, it like there is a little bit of jazz and a little bit of making it up in the moment. And that, I think, um, breaks up the idea of the reading it from some, you know, just reading it out loud. Um, I know that's one tool I've been doing. Real yeah, world examples integrated into the content. What other yeah, tips like do you guys have for not being so exhausted besides not watching? Them? On what side? From an attendee, from like an audience perspective. Oh, uh, here's a here's a good tip: is as like an audience member, if it's not good within the first fifteen minutes, leave. Like honestly, I, I like would that. rather see that see that feedback. Right? They talk about this, and when it comes to books, that like if you're not enjoying the book within like the first chapter, just put the book down. So you don't have to read it. Like no one's forcing you to put yourself through that misery. But I think that honestly, like speak with your feet, um, because this is yeah. like. It used to be awkward if you like a session sucked and you walked out of it, right? Because it was awkward because you had to like walk in front of everybody. But you can totally do that in a webinar. And honestly, if I saw that my webinar was not engaging and not good, and I saw my attendee numbers start dropping like rapidly, I would know I need to fix something. But I think what's happening is people are just like, ah, oh, I'll minimize it and I'll just listen in the background. But like speak with your feet. And then I think the other like uh, tip I'll have with that one too is that like decide which webinars are fine for you to watch in post recording too. Because mm. like some of them, like, if you're like, oh my gosh, I know Will, he's super engaged, he's going to answer my questions, attend mine live. But if you're like, this is good information, but I know the speaker's probably not going to be engaging, I just need to get it, and I, and it's also not time sensitive, I know this right now, then just watch it in re recording, because then here's the best part. If you really don't like it in recording, you can skip sections or whatever it may be, and you're not wasting your time blocking out that time. So just some thoughts and tips. I love that you said that, because even, even the ones that you know are going to be recorded, sometimes I feel like everyone has the same time like pacific standard time we're always earlier because of like eastern standard time so a lot of the webinars overlap so what i've done is i'm like okay well that's going to be recorded but i'm going to put it in my calendar for another day so i actually go back and watch it smart and so yeah. you make your own destination like you make it uh that's great that's actually a really smart idea because i i i just say eventually Right. And then eventually mm -hmm. sometimes doesn't happen. It becomes never right. It goes in your pocket. And it's probably in this machine gunning of webinars coming at me. 
Yeah, like something else that'll you know be shiny or replace it in time unless I schedule it. That's pretty good. I mean, as a consumer of webinars for me, um, <clears throat> I'm looking for um, once I get like the like the broad strokes on certain contents, uh, I'm trying not to find a lot of the same information unless it's like really, really uh, topical uh, and like some very, you know, variation on the bend. So like I think that like what webinar people need to do is really have more evocative, especially in this busier climate, have more evocative titles and a little bit gutsier on what they're going to talk about. You know, like we do this with Event Brew where we, you know, we pretty much say whatever we feel like saying. Uh, but I feel like the, uh, the webinars end up being like a little too dry in their titles. And the, those are the ones I skip, you know, like I think um, like Julius is pretty good at coming up with titles of things that that seem like they're um, there's a superlative behind it, right? So it'd be like the biggest or the most comprehensive or like, right. And like, that's kind of his play, I think from a copywriting perspective. So that's a cool angle. You know, like I, I wanted to be on that, uh, GM, uh, ID goes virtual because it was like record world record breaking. Right. So like for me, I'm like, Oh, cool. I want to be part of something that is, uh, you know, bigger than life and, and feels like if I'm up against that for my time, or something else, at least I was part of a larger communal experience that I can reference with other people. Um, and then what I got out of that was the polling, uh, boy, from a design perspective for the a webinar. The data is probably sick. It's sick, right? Like the, I, I screenshot every single one of their polls that they use Slido for because I'm like, man, you know, like th there's like 10,000 event professionals that are answering this. Like this is some, and it's being, the, the results are being shared. It's not gated. Like the results are being shared live. Like I, I, you know, this is a temperature taking of the industry in a time where, and I was talking, you know, we're planning this event in August and I was uh, on, on a call about it yesterday where I was like, here's my main feeling about planning events in 2020. All of your past data uh, is worthless. You know, like you have to pull a ton right now in order to tell how people are thinking right now. And it might change in a week, but certainly last year's is worthless, right? Like there was not a, there was not a pandemic and people weren't scared and, uh, there wasn't, you know, cities banning events and like all these variables that were just not nearly in play. Uh, so uh, that's like a topical thing right now that would do it. But I think in general, the live polling part of it um, is is really I find that to be really engaging. Me too. Uh, I'm definitely going to get with you because I haven't had a chance to watch the GMID yet. So I, uh, I have a Dropbox. <laughs> yeah, I have the yeah. Dropbox of all of them. I'll share with you. I was uh, sharing it with uh, one of the teams uh, that I work with uh, yesterday. And I was like saying, like, here's here's because, um, again, we're planning event for event professionals in, in August. And I was like, here's here's what people are feeling right now. And like there was a word cloud of like mm -hmm. the the, uh, you know, what expect or like what people are, you know, literally emotionally going through right now. And like the I just opened up. I think oh the two gosh. biggest one was anxious and hopeful, right? Yeah, uh, I, I put uncertain and that was in the top uh, top list too. Uh, anxious, hopeful, uncertain, optimistic, sad, tired, great, worried and lonely. So questions like that. You know, again, if if what we are like, you can't you don't get the feedback as a presenter of a webinar uh, of the faces, right? Like it is the thing I hate the most about giving webinars. And, you know, I, I like I'm fine with giving webinars like they're fine. But to me, as a presenter, they're not nearly as enjoyable or as enriching as talking to people face to face because I can I can lock in on emotions. You know, I know 
what people are going through. So I think like some kind of temperature taking of of the things beyond just the content, right? Like how are you feeling when I tell you this? Like this and 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 asking those kinds of questions might as a presenter make you feel like you're actually in a room with other people or there's other people there and you're not looking at a wall. Cuz that's what I'm doing, you know, for like again mine is, you know, the one that I do routinely. I do a bunch of other ones for whoever asks, but uh, the one I do routinely, it's four hours and four hours I'm looking at uh, at a screen and it's um, as a presenter, it's not a it, it's not a the, the experience of I'm going to try to use my words uh, well here. The experience of of giving out what I'm saying isn't enriching or fun for me. The the enrichment and fun comes from seeing the impact that of what I'm training people on is resonating. Right. But in speaking to people face to face, I get a constant feedback loop of seeing the aha moments, seeing the, oh, okay. And it, it is, it is very powerful for a presenter to be able to feed off of that. And I don't have yeah. it as a webinar. And that's why well, webinars often suck. I'll, I'll give you some, some tips uh, we're going to be doing like a, how to, uh, work on a guide at endless on remote speaking, uh, presentation, like tips and what you need to be asking your presenters to do. But I'll give a little bonus one that helps a little bit with what I do, Nick, and uh, since uh, I figure out I'll take it offline, but we'll yeah. give that value out to everybody. Uh, so one of the things I try to do is like, I try to encourage everybody initially to just like utilize the platform and get really engaged in the chat. So like one of the things I'll do is I'll pose a question and get people discussing. Right. And I just try to encourage like, as much feedback as possible by saying things like, if you agree with this, give me a one in the chat or raise your hand in the chat, right? And like, I try to like pose them to give them say, here's how yeah. you respond to this. Um, and then if you, as you start to have people post in the chat more and more and more, they will eventually just let loose. Uh, I'll consider it like, you know, before they're kind of tightened up and they're like, I'm gonna say I put, I'm from a, you know, tuning in from Ohio. I'm no longer use the chat, right? Oh, I really like, can you send me that link? But if you make it that the chat is acceptable to post anything to like insult people if you wanted to to whatever you want to do like, i did that this week chat room right like you know like of course like think about like the, the event hack the event hack one right i like, insulted that guy in an event hack yeah like uh, like for example Suck. like yeah like there let's say for example there's uh <laughs> that like I, I, I'll, I'll provide an example of this is that like for example like one thing i tried to do is like encourage people to cheer on our team the cure right so yeah, yeah. the first thing i try to do is like on mike i was like if you really want us to win put the cure in the chat like put the cure like chant the cheer and one of the things i was going to do originally but we got thrown off by the the scripting is that originally i was going to have everybody cheer for each of my teammates so then that way like people latched on to specific people on the team to cheer them on because i'm sure there was fans of every single person in that that room sure and so like you know i i think that helps too so then that way you get the feedback and then and honestly it the probably the bigger issue this is more of a technology issue than it is a, like a, a design issue is that when you get to like a certain level, when you have like a thousand people webinar, like 10,000 people, I'm sure on the GMID, like that chat is impossible to moderate because if you say something like, here's the answer to this question, the chat's moving so fast, right? Like, like Twitch has the ability to slow it down, but like no webinar platform, no virtual event platform has quite figured that out. And also at the same time though, like every chat message matters. So if you're just slowing it down, are you really getting the good content, you know, it's not um, real time. Yeah, yeah. Even in the era of hack one, you know, like there was, I, I want to say like seven or 800 people online at the same time we were. Um, and then there was like, you know, a couple thousand signed up, uh, it, at, at times it was moving really fast. And like, so I was just basically trying to understand the audience from the moments that things went nuts. Right. So like, you're like there was a couple moments where like it was it was beyond just the content because it's really it's kind of hard for the content to make people go nuts 
Uh, so it had to be something that was like obvious and like emotional and whatever. But like even knowing that, I was like, all right. So when you uh, came off with the music and the high energy, people went nuts. Uh, when there was uh, Brian's uh, Prezi and people seeing Prezi for the first time in the way that he used it, people went nuts. And then when there was the uh, the Tiger King rap, when that happened, yes, people went nuts. So like those moments were actually not about the content itself. Uh, mm-hmm. So like even though it like scrolled really fast and whatever, and like you were kind of losing a lot of the communal thing, at least for me who was a little bit more detached and looking at like design of, of, you know, like this, of what people are expecting. I was like, oh, right. Well, the moments where people like all felt like they had something to give, you know, like the barrier was down or whatever, were not the moments around content. They were around execution. And I think maybe they're just starving for better execution that when they saw it, they went, because I think there was a lot of like, and so I mentioned all th- three teams that weren't our team. Our team was like straight up content, you know, like we didn't have like, we were the first team to go and like every team, content. totally just straight content. You know, it was and like, I like everyone in our team. I think we were like really smart, um, but we didn't have a, like, we didn't have an engaging um, like element uh, like like the other ones did. We went first, and then you guys went. And I think I don't know if it, I, I'm sure by such like a stark contrast too that yeah, it didn't yeah. help at yeah, all in totally. anybody's case. <laughs> totally, we were just like, well, it's been fun. We started emailing each other afterwards. We're like, hey, we had a really great time together. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, uh, well, you bring up a good point though. Like that, I thought about that a little bit, and I I totally realize how like slightly offensive this is, and like slightly gloating, you know, egotistical this is. But like, is that how much was it that I won based on engagement, not based on content? And I haven't watched rewatched it yet because honestly, my adrenaline was just like going from presenting so much, and then we yeah. got out and like being in the chat and trying like going after that, and then we were like waiting and seeing and seeing the poll go up, right? So like I didn't have a chance to really reflect on my experience, but part of me wanted to think like, damn, like Nick, you guys had like such good content. You like it was so smart to not have the presentation at first and just talk through it, right? But then, like, we got up, and I'm sure, like, I thought our content, like, at some point, we were thought we were going to lose because, like, we didn't go as deep as we thought other people were. Like, there's some of these were so we went, good. We went crazy deep, but uh, it was, uh, you know, like, again, like, I think that, like, it, it's always important if you're trying to communicate any, like, type of learning to realize that people only remember so much in a short period of time. And like you could have, you could sh- like, I've had this problem all the time. I can shotgun a million ideas after people, but like, there's really no impact of it because it's not sticky enough in order to, you know, actually latch on to people's minds. So I, I, I'm not a person who is like, yeah, you know, what really matters is, you know, the like, uh, what do you call it to not like the, the steak and the sizzle are one thing There really isn't. You can't divorce one from the other. Like you have to have like a combination of both. Uh, otherwise, like, you know, it's just meat, right? It's just, it's just like protein you put in your body because you have to, or you'll die. Like to be a steak, you have to have the sizzle. You have to have the smell. You have to have the experience or who cares, right? Like the, the ideas are cheap. I mean, everyone's got a million ideas. Uh, so I think that like understanding emotions and people and understanding your audience. And like, I think especially what that that specific thing showed me at least was that that this webinar fatigue thing is real because like the things that were not done in other webinars absolutely made people go crazy and again if this was face to face i don't know if it would have you know like i i have seen i've been a part of a lot of different pitch competitions and i've seen high energy pitches i've seen 
cool different presentation styles. I've probably seen raps before, but in the virtual environment, like those things were like so, so much disproportionately like resonating that I'm like, people really like are absolutely starving for something better. Yeah. And I think if anything, it's like the relate, like being relatable, right? Ever since I've done this whole like Tiger King like thing, more people reach out. And yeah. like not even about the content that I gave. It was like, hey, let's talk about it. Did Carol really kill her husband? <laughs> yes. Yes. That's. And I'd Whoa. rather have those kind of discussions. So two quick tips for as an audience member, like utilize that and make it more beneficial. So it's not just content and education, but go and just thank them. Like the, the, the guest speaker, if you like them, right? And that's your, and connect with them like on LinkedIn or whatever platform. And then the second thing is, you don't have to attend only event-related, meeting-related webinars. Good Preach. point. Good I point. actually had just looked at my calendar, and from the beginning of this crisis, so I color-coordinate everything because that's just the kind of person I am. So let's say my calendar was full of greens, which was like professional webinars. Then the next week, I had more yellows, which is more workouts. So then I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm going to do more Zoom things on like my yoga, my meditation, my breath work. And then I started doing more personal like chats and like webinars. And so, or I'll do things that just interest me, right? Like things that don't even relate to the industry. I'm just like, oh, that's a really cool, like I want to join this like fashion like webinar and just see what's like going on in the fashion world. I feel like we're, the event world is so exhausted same, and same. over is yeah. because of that. It's because we're just that's a looking really... at event and meetings yeah. related webinars based on education educating ourselves which is great and catching it doesn't up. have to be all the time yeah that's a really good point i think that the fatigue we're having is we are in the driver's seat to make a change there like like you're doing like you're literally trying to space things out because if not you're you're not going to be able to see an event webinar right now no matter what it is that doesn't talk about pivoting or virtual events or whatever it's impossible like it's it's just it's just uh where we're at right now and again it's it's just a, an absolute need uh and a lot of people catching up but if you were to space it out it would probably resonate a little bit more and you'd probably have uh, a more varied take on uh, other impacts that are, you know, have a knock-on effect to the even the events industry itself. If you go out and check out marketing-related webinars or sales-related webinars or business-related webinar, or whatever else that would still have an impact on what you do, um, but uh, that actually is verified by science because I'm in that Yale online course, the science of well-being. Mm -hmm. And if you savor and if you drag on the thing that you like the most with with breaks in between you actually are more happy because you you start getting used to it if you just continuously mm. listen but if there's a big break in it you're like well i'm just like disrupted and now okay back to back to this and i still enjoy it versus like it being a drag or i feel like i have to listen to this it's a it's starting to become a burden we don't want that we want it to still be like yes i'm motivated to learn or to network or whatever the case may be yeah super good tip all right. I feel like this was ever evolving because like, we could probably talk about this one for hours, but um, we'll probably have a lot more content coming attached to it. So we'll we'll link down the resource below. If, if, when, depending on when this publishes, um, we'll include some links to some tactical guides for everybody as well. Uh, include some links to some LinkedIn, Facebook groups to check out as well. Um, and yeah, just continue the conversation. 
uh, as well. One thing before uh, I let, uh, I think, Nick do his uh, traditional webinar out outro, I think, is that uh, I want to remind everybody that we have a Slack group created. Um, so if you're interested in joining, um, don't, don't hesitate to either email us and we can send you an invite, but just go to Slack for events.com um, and that'll take you right to the invite page where you can sign up and join us and we'd love to see you in there as well um, we'll continue the conversation in that slack group and obviously on social media everywhere again slack for events.com nick want to take us uh make this, make this feel like it's a webinar and say uh thanks to all oh of our pre presenters today uh it gave us a lot of really good knowledge and a lot of ideas <laughs> that i think we can really you know think about and you know maybe use in our in our regular lives uh and of course i want to thank our sponsors uh the idea of tea <laughs> Uh, it's a beverage uh, that has leaves and water in it. And then also, of course, Monster Energy Drink, who provides poison that gets us through the day. Uh, in addition to that, uh, if you'd like to uh, communicate with us in a way that is fun and engaging and not as boring as many webinars that you're probably into right now, utilize hashtag event brew on any social media platform we will come find you uh virtually we are not going to come find you otherwise because it's we're still social distancing and uh you can also email us at something uh event brew like at hello endless yeah. <laughs> something at something other.com yeah i knew that that's what it was sure i was gonna go hello event brew at endless uh, uh brew. don't do that dude it confuses people people like think my email is endlessevents.com and then i just they're like i emailed you why haven't you answered and i'm like that's not my email yeah sorry we'll say it again uh event brew at helloendless.com uh ignore all the uh joke making that i was uh swinging and missing on and then uh you know uh engage with us and uh follow us on all the platforms that you're listening to this on and make sure to really say uh, review uh, and some kind of rating so we know that we're you're out there and you're engaged. Thanks again for listening to Event Brew. Be sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also, be sure to head to eventbrew.com and leave us a comment about this week's episode. See you next time on Event Brew.